Welcome back to Andrea's podcast. Today, guys, I'm super excited to share this special guest. Her name is Christy Pearl, and uh, Christy is a mindset and confident co confidence coach, speaker, and vocal artist. She helps young professionals, performance, and emerging leaders overcome limiting beliefs to live their most authentic lives and reach their professional and personal goals. Grounded in her 15 years of experience as a licensed mental health counselor, as well as her lifelong personal artist journey, she is passionate about helping others become the best version of themselves they can be. So I am thrilled for you guys to hear this amazing conversation I had with Christy this past week. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy and uh, you will find this interview as so magical as much as I did it. So let's enjoy. So welcome back to Andrea's podcast, and uh, today I have the honor to have a very special guest. Um, I met Christine Pearl in our mastermind, and uh, I just uh, really, I just fell in love with her because her mission is just beautiful. Christine, she is a mental health practitioner and uh, now she actually is going through a transition of uh, coaching um, her clients and helping them to overcome limiting beliefs and to live their most authentic lives mm -hmm. so Christine welcome to my podcast is a pleasure Thank having you. So much, I'm so happy to be here. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, how you got into you know your profession, mm -hmm. and also how you're transitioning from you know from your full time job to coaching. Sure. So again, thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor to be here with you. And I feel the same way about you, Andrea. It's just such a joy having gotten to know you. Um, so just, yeah, a little bit about myself. So I've been a licensed mental health counselor um, for about the past 10 years. I've been in the mental health field for about 15 years. Um, and, you know, I, I think I went into that field just for a lot of reasons. I wanted to help people, obviously. And, um, you know, I really enjoy seeing people do well. Um, so I, I, the wellness piece was always a part of it for me because I just have so much, um, it, it just really, there's nothing that satisfies me more than when I see a client get better and do well. So um, that, you know, fast forward, you know, all these years later, um, 
I, I left, uh, I was doing actually some healthcare policy work. So I, you know, I have clinical experience working with clients and I've also had some other roles, more administrative roles within my field. So I had, you know, had kind of a wide range of experience um, with, you know, different aspects of the mental health field. But I just, you know, I kept hearing that call for something more and something different. And I had heard that call for years, but I, like many people, you know, I was continuing on a path and, you know, the longer you're on a path, you think I need to stay on this path and, you know, you, you do well, you get promoted and then, you know, you move on to the next step and the next thing. And then you think, oh, well, here I'm doing, you know, I'm succeeding. But I knew deep down that that was not it for me. And so mm -hmm. last year, um, actually less than a year ago, uh, hasn't even been a full year yet, which is kind of hard for me to believe, but um, I left a nine to five, you know, job. I was working on some healthcare policy for my state. Um, and I left that job and decided, okay, I'm going to, you know, I really want to answer the call, you know, that I was hearing for all these years, knowing I wasn't doing my, you know, I wasn't using all of my gifts and my abilities, my skills, my talents. I felt like I really hadn't been doing my true calling. Um, so I left that job and I decided, you know, I, I want to work with people in a new way. Um, and I, I don't want to just work with people as <clears throat> a mental health clinician mm -hmm. because, you know, that's kind of limiting in a way because I couldn't really share my story yeah there are ways that you need to you know interact with clients as a clinician there mm -hmm. are ethics and guidelines and things that you need to follow with that mm -hmm. so it's it's you know it, it i couldn't share myself as much as i wanted to and so that drew me really into answering the call to coaching because with coaching i can step outside of that clinical box. Yeah. I can share more of my personal journey. I can share more of my story, the struggles that I've experienced, kind of how I've overcome those struggles. And and really I'm at I have so much more freedom to work with people in mm. so many different ways that I can't work with people as a clinician. Mm. So I still have, you know, utmost respect for my field and for the clinical work that I've done and, and I'm doing right now. I still mm -hmm. see clients in a clinical capacity right now, but I'm excited about the opportunity to kind of just blow that out of the water <laughs> and, yeah. and just be able to share a lot more and kind of come out of hiding because I felt like I was hiding for a really long time. Mm -hmm. I, I had compartmentalized a lot of the aspects of myself. I'm I'm a creative person mm -hmm. uh, and I was kind of compartmentalizing that I'm, you know, a person who really enjoys health and wellness and, and seeing people succeed. And I was kind of compartmentalizing and kind of hiding over here with that. And, mm -hmm. and then I have the clinical background. And so I felt like it was all very separate. And so now what I can do is bring my personal journey my artistic creative journey, mm -hmm. my um, clinical background, mm -hmm. all of that, I can put it all together in one package and offer it to a much wider range of people in a, in a very different way. Um, mm -hmm. So that's sort of 
bringing me up to today. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. And uh, one thing that uh, stood out to me too is the fact that you, you chose to actually, you know, listen to your call and uh, you actually, you want to fulfill your life. Mm-hmm. You want to feel that freedom. You want you want to serve in a way that is going to bring you fulfillment and full, like brings you joy. Right. Right. And I think for a long time, I had my own limiting beliefs about that. Mm. Um, I had my own, you know, kind of struggles with believing that, you know, this is possible for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've, heard that call for probably over 20 years Mm. Um, you know (laughs) it's been a long time and and I just you know was stuck for a really long time and didn't feel like I could really come out and be all of the parts of myself with the people around me and it wasn't because anybody around me was blocking me The, the the only thing that was holding me back was me there, there was no barrier outside of me. Um, for a long time, I probably told myself that there was, mm-hmm. but I finally realized, no, there, there isn't. There is nothing holding me back except me mm-hmm. and how I'm thinking about things for myself. Um, I, you know, I can't say it's because of any of these other things that maybe, you know, went on in the past or are going on, you know, in the present or, you know, no, if I don't like something, I need to take responsibility for it and change it. (laughs) And, and I finally realized that, you know, there's this, um, abundance that is available to me. And, and for me, you know, my, my faith is very important to me and, you know, my relationship with, you know, for me, what is God for me, I um, I finally kind of came to a realization that is, you know, I I say I believe all of these things about God being an abundant God and God loving me and caring for me. And, you know, I need to act like it. I need to act like I believe that uh-huh. <laughs> and, awesome. and really put my money where my mouth is and yeah. and, you know, actually walk that out and live in that and and not allow some of these lies really. I mean, I, you know, I think we hear that a lot um, in, in our culture, like in the self-help world, we've, mm-hmm. we're hearing a lot about the lies we tell ourselves. And, mm-hmm. and I was doing that. I, you know, the, those lies that I was believing um, that, you know, were very limiting, limiting belief is another way of saying that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I finally just said, you know, I need to have the courage to come out and, put myself out there and really be me. And mm-hmm. so there's a slogan. I, I put it all over my social media posts. It's on my website that it's time to be you. And the reason I put that there is because I realized it was time to be me. It yeah. was just time. It was time to stop, you know, fooling around and really do the work that I was created to do mm-hmm. and, and have the courage to step out on faith and, and, you know, start taking steps towards that because mm-hmm. I'm not getting any younger <laughs> mm-hmm. and time's a wasting and, and people are out there that I'm meant to help. 
So I need to get busy. <laughs> yeah. And the people need to actually, you know, if you have a gift and you are afraid or to share that gift, you are actually taking away from other people. Right. You know, I feel like sometimes like a getting in our own heads is doing a disservice to the people who need our help. Right. So, right. you know, getting brave enough, courageous enough, it, it takes a lot of energy. Yeah. But one of the things that I like to ask myself nowadays is, what is going to happen if I don't take this step? Mm-hmm. What is the pros and cons mm-hmm. of me staying where I am? Right. Or me making the choice to step forward and not knowing what is going to happen. Right. Right. Um, you mentioned about limiting beliefs. So a lot of our listeners well, I would say like 80% of our listeners, they pretty much know what it means, mm-hmm. you know, limiting beliefs, but in your, in your, you know, in your knowledgeable, um, I would say words, mm-hmm. how would you describe to a, let's say a client of yours, they never heard about limiting beliefs. What mm-hmm. would you like to describe that it as being for mm-hmm. for them so limiting beliefs are irrational beliefs because you know usually they aren't actually true mm-hmm. so that they're irrational beliefs that we have about ourselves um, usually because maybe we've had some experiences in our lives that were painful mm-hmm. and we learned we, we, we received messages about ourselves from these painful experiences, like, you know, I'm not worthy or I'm not lovable or, um, I, you know, there's, I'm, I'm damaged or there's something wrong with me. We might have developed these um, beliefs from the messages that we received about from having these painful experiences if they weren't resolved. I mean, of course, we all go through painful experiences in our lives and we don't necessarily, you know, we're not necessarily traumatized by all of them, Mm -hmm. but sometimes if, if we have experiences that are painful and they're not resolved, we don't kind of come to make meaning from them, you know, in an authentic way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they can leave this kind of residual feeling with us. And we think, Oh, you know, I'm not lovable or I'm not worthy or I'm mm-hmm. not competent or whatever it is for, for that person. So we then tend to live out that belief. We tend mm-hmm. to act like that's true. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, we behave and take actions from this place of this limiting or kind of irrationally negative belief about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we make choices based on that instead of from, you know, more helpful or more 
positive beliefs about ourselves. Um, mm -hmm. Luckily, we can change that just mm -hmm. because you have a limiting belief or an, an irrational belief about yourself doesn't mean it can't change. Luckily, it can. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, hopefully that's what you do. You can, you can overcome, you can, you know, really reframe and change um, those beliefs by kind of resolving what those experiences meant to you or realizing actually there's no evidence, you know, uh -huh. in my environment today for that belief. It's sort of irrational. I, mm -hmm. It's just a thought that I've practiced so many times that I've started mm -hmm. to believe that it's true, which is kind of what a belief is. It's basically just a thought that you've had so often and so much that you now kind of accept it as true mm -hmm. when it may not be true. Mm -hmm. um, so that's basically kind of what a, you know, a, a limiting belief yeah describe a limiting belief yeah yeah thanks for the explanation because a lot of people get confused with you know when you're talking about limiting beliefs and then they just like they don't understand exactly what mm -hmm. it is yeah. um but and in your own like journey when you realize that you were having a lot of those irrational thoughts and limiting mm -hmm. beliefs mm -hmm. and um uh, when you decide just like you know what this is this is not my reality mm -hmm. i need you to do something like you know you were feeling just you knew you had a call mm -hmm. but you weren't listening because probably you had a you you even said you had limiting beliefs mm -hmm. about that so how you start becoming a little bit more aware of those thoughts yeah so for, for me, and I know this isn't necessarily the case for everyone, but mm -hmm. for me, I, you know, my story kind of starts in childhood. I had some difficult experiences in my family uh, growing up. Our, you know, my family is, they're wonderful people. They had a lot of struggles, um, mm -hmm. you know, different kinds of, you know, demons, so to speak. There were, yeah. you know, some really difficult things um, to overcome. And so I kind of got that negative message sort of from the get-go. Um, mm -hmm. That wasn't all I got. I got a lot of gifts from my family, too. And there were positive experiences, thank, thank goodness. Um, but, you know, there were some painful ones, too. And so I spent probably the majority of my young adulthood kind of trying to deal with the things that had happened earlier on. So um, I, you know, was very depressed, very, um, you know, my self-esteem was just in the, the garbage. I mean, it was, you know, I, I was clinically depressed for, for a while. Um, I had a lot of struggles in that area and it impacted every area of my life. It impacted my relationships, my career, everything. Um, and so luckily I had some really good help. I had my own therapy back then. Um, I basically did everything I could think of to try to deal with my issues because I just, I, I, I am a survivor. I, I just had a, a drive to survive. Um, mm -hmm. and so I, I did and I did the work, you know, it's not easy. Anybody that's listening who is struggling with depression or mm -hmm. anxiety or, you know, trauma or anything like that. It's not easy to, um, you know, 
to overcome that, but it can be done. Um, so I, I did it and, you know, it took a while. There wasn't like one pinpoint moment, but it was a process over years to really evolve into the person that I am now. And, and, you know, now I can sit here, I'm on the other side of it. You know, I'm so grateful for my whole life. I'm not just grateful for the the good things and the fun things, but I'm grateful for everything um, because it does give me that that compassion and mm-hmm. that understanding, um, you know, for other people's experiences. Um, but it was it was a long road for me. It was a journey, um, and I, you know, would say I kind of did the the recovery part was in my 20s and and into my 30s. Mm-hmm. But then I I reached a certain point where I felt like, okay, I've overcome all that stuff. I'm out of the negative and I'm I'm back at zero. I'm I'm at neutral now. Mm -hmm. So, okay, we're not dragging the baggage around anymore, Uh but but now what? And, and that, that was a really important, that, that phase of the journey was just as important because when you're no longer defined by your pain and, and your, your painful experiences, when you resolve all of that and when you feel like you've kind of done the work on that, then if, if it's like, okay, if I'm not that, because mm-hmm. that was so much a part of my identity for so long, mm-hmm. okay, then who am I? Mm. Now what? Yes. I'm out of the negative. I'm at neutral. How do I go into the positive? Yes. How do I move forward? Mm-hmm. Who am I? What kinds of things do I like? what, what am I good at? Mm -hmm. I don't know. So then I had to figure all that out. (laughs) And, you know, luckily I, I, you know, I think sometimes by listening and really getting quiet with yourself, those pieces are there. You just have to kind of pick them up and, and sew them together and, and, and start to really redefine and reconstruct yourself, not defined by your pain, but defined by, your authentic self, your, your, the things that make you happy. Yes. And so that was kind of the next phase uh-huh. of, of what I did over the course of another decade. I mean, I'm in my, I'm all, I'll be 47 this year. And, you know, I am happy to say that I'm, I'm on my way now that mm-hmm. all this is in the rearview mirror for me, but it took a long time. <laughs> and, and, and now where I am is only because I did all of that work myself. Mm -hmm. So I know what somebody feels like if they feel like, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay, but I really feel like there's more. I feel Mm -hmm. like there, I want to take my life from good to great. I really want to step into my strengths and into my talents and my gifts. And and I want to really believe, um, in myself and what's possible for me. I want, I don't want life to just be okay. Mm-hmm. I want it to be great. Yeah. So that's, you know, where I'm at now. And, and that's why I'm excited because I, I've, I've walked the journey myself. So I yeah. feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm equipped to help someone else, you Absolutely. know, find their way. Um, for whatever that's going to mean for them. And, I, you know, I'm super passionate about that. Like I, there is nothing in this world that would make me feel better than seeing other people do well. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. 
Oh my gosh. You, you gave us so many like insights and so many like, oh my gosh, right now, like my mind is just like, <laughs> boom. Seriously, because one of the things that you said is like, you know, you, it took you years to become who you are right at this very moment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't understand that transformation is not a, a, a quick process. Mm-hmm. You know, just looking at your story, when I share my story as well, you know, it took us years to like to overcome the, the obstacle. And then like you mentioned, like this is evolution of yourself. Yeah. When you done all the work and uh, you were like, now what? And when you were saying that, I was just kind of thinking about some of my clients who now are in this journey of weight loss, mm-hmm. right? Transforming their lives. Mm-hmm. And then after they achieve that goal and then they like, now what? Who am I? I right. lost my ident- identity. Right. You know, I no longer belong to the group of drinkers. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't belong to whatever habits I used to. Yes. So now I need to find things that uh, brings me joy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you ask yourself, am I allowed to do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. like, what? I'm free. I, I never had this freedom. Yeah. So I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's like you're, you've now entered a foreign country and you don't have the map. Mm. You don't know your way around, but you know you like it there. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yes. And, and you love it there. You just aren't quite sure mm-hmm. where to go. Yeah. Don't you think this is the most important phase to, to someone ask for guidance and help mm-hmm. from someone yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, exactly. Because this part is just as important because if you don't handle mm-hmm. this phase, mm. the same commitment and, and, you know, kind of allowing yourself to explore your new self, mm-hmm. then, you know, you might have a tendency to fall back into old habits or yeah. a crisis comes your way because, you know, life happens. Mm-hmm. and you know, you, you don't want to kind of regress back into old ways of thinking or old habits. I mean, we all do when, you know, it's not, uh, limiting beliefs aren't something you just slip a switch and turn it off forever. Mm-hmm. We all do that from time to time. We have moments where we think, you know, Oh, you know, uh Oh, and, but the difference is you can recognize it so much easier. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I have this conversation with my clients all the time. Um, They worry, you know, when people feel better and then the first time something comes up that kind of causes them some stress or they start to feel anxious or they, you know, feel a little down one day or they have a stressful week, they they panic, they worry. Oh, my God, it's going to be back. It's back. The depression is back or the the self-doubt is back or the anxiety is back or, you know, and, and so it's something that, you know, I talk about 
all the time that no, it's let's, you know, keep this in perspective of, of how far you've come, the skills that you have now, mm-hmm. the, the resources that you have now that you didn't used to have. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not a straight line and no one's perfect and you don't have to be. Mm-hmm. So you're allowed to have a bad week. Just get back on track the next week. Mm-hmm. You're That's allowed cool. to have an anxious thought. Mm-hmm. An anxious thought does not equal an anxious person. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, a, a doubtful moment mm-hmm. does not mean you have fallen back down into the depths of despair. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure you allow yourself some grace there. Mm-hmm. And really let yourself be human, but also understand, you know, that it is important to, to develop strategies yeah. and, and ways of, um, of managing your new reality. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of a friend of mine who is a psychiatrist, um, his name is Dr. Tim Benson. He wrote a book called Surviving Success. Mm. And it's all about what happens when you are successful and in his case he's kind of writing to you know maybe athletes or business people or you know people who have achieved success yeah okay how do you survive that Mm -hmm. how do you handle it once you get it yeah and i think you can apply that to so many things whether it's weight loss or Mm -hmm. um recovery from trauma or uh, any any mental health condition or uh you've built a company and you know you're doing very well. Um, you can apply that to a lot of different mm-hmm. situations. How do you handle mm-hmm. success once you have it? Um, mm-hmm. And so it's just as important to have a strategy there and yeah. to to um, to do the work of success just like you did the work of struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, it's so interesting. You mentioned this. I actually, I just made a post on my Instagram. It was very similar to what um, your colleague said in his book, you know, um, because once you achieve your goal, Mm -hmm. you have, like you said, you have to have a strategy Mm -hmm. in order to maintain that goal. But you have also to understand or find things that is to fulfill your soul mm-hmm. because like just you and I, we are very like mind, body and spirit and soul, right? Mm-hmm. So if you are not a fulfilling all those areas, achievement, it's not going to bring the, the full happiness. Right. So you will feel that moment, those 15 seconds, like everybody say, say uh, 15 seconds of success, mm-hmm. the highlights, the excitement. And then the next day you are just like, what mm-hmm. I do. Right? right. The finish line or the goalpost is, can always, is always moving. Yes. If, if you're not careful, you can, yeah, get too attached to the outcome or the achievement. And, and, you know, I think what you're bringing up is the importance of being grounded and, and having a, a 
well-rounded view of yourself and mm-hmm. and health you know when we talk about health mm-hmm. in in my world health is there are multiple dimensions of health mm-hmm. so there's physical health there's mm-hmm. mental emotional health intellectual mm-hmm. health mm-hmm. financial health mm-hmm. um, social re- relational health mm-hmm. um, spiritual health mm-hmm. there are all of these components are equally important because they're all part of what keeps us well mm-hmm. yes yeah and my uh in my school when i, I was um studying for holistic nutrition we learned primary foods is in secondary foods mm-hmm. so your primary foods is your spiritual your financial your um well-being your you know um your health as in this exercise your sleep mm-hmm. and all those areas and then your secondary foods are your nutrition so if you are not a really taking care of your primary foods first filling up your cup there mm-hmm. first in those areas your second is going to impact your secondary foods because mm-hmm. that's where people go mm-hmm. right as a comfort Yeah. So I I like what you're bringing up too, because it, it makes me think of um, the concept of the mind body connection and the idea of resilience Mm. and resilience just means developing the ability or the capacity to enjoy your best day Mm. and manage your worst day. Mm. So And the idea is that everything you do makes a difference. Every small action that you take, Mm. whether it's to eat a nutritious food or to take a a short walk or Mm. to practice mindfulness or pray or, or speak kind words to yourself Mm -hmm. or focus on gratitude or do a kind act for someone else. Every single little thing that you do matters. And, and what scientific research actually is now showing us is that it matters not only for us emotionally, but it actually matters for us physically. And even on a cellular genetic level, mm-hmm. it actually changes us. Yes. I mean, the research in this area is crazy. I'm not an expert mm-hmm. in this. I've just kind of, you know, made myself aware of some of it. And it's just unbelievable Mm -hmm. that we truly can almost change our Mm -hmm. our genetic material through this idea of resilience and and compassion for ourselves and Mm -hmm. caring for ourselves and caring for other people Mm -hmm. so you know I think sometimes we can all fall into a, a, a trap when we're trying to make changes um, especially when it has to do with maybe diet or exercise mm-hmm. or other health related things of, you know, all or nothing thinking mm-hmm. I'm going to eat perfectly and exercise every day mm-hmm. or I miss a day. Oh God, what's the point? I'm just going to mm-hmm. grab a bag of chips, you know? <laughs> yes. And so by, and so that, that all or nothing thinking is an example of, of like a distorted thought. It's mm-hmm. in a way it's a, a limiting I would call it a limiting thought that can become a belief if that becomes your kind of style of thinking all or nothing. Um, But by, by 
giving yourself some grace and really reminding yourself that I, I can exist in the middle and I can make small changes and small improvements, whether it's in my thoughts or in my food or my physical activity, in my spiritual practice, in the way I talk to myself or the way I talk to other people. Mm-hmm. Every little thing makes a difference. Absolutely. Yeah. As you, you're speaking, I'm just thinking about like uh, people who overcome um, depression or overcome their, even alcoholism mm-hmm. or any addiction, how much they, if, I always say like, even myself, because I'm a recovered, I don't say alcoholic, but I used to drink a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. so really, I, I think I was alcoholic. Seriously, it's not a normal mm-hmm. drinking every single night, a bottle of wine. Yeah. yeah. This to me, it's not a normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like taking one day at a time. And even mm-hmm. if you fall, you, can, yeah. you have the thought, it's like, this is not the end of the world. I can get up and I can try again. Mm-hmm. And that's what creates resi- resilience, right? Exactly. Just the exactly. same actions ever over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So even if you, if you, anybody here is listening and is fall in right now is, is struggling with this, regardless where you are in your life. But if you make a mistake, doesn't mean that's the end. You can always try again and try right. again and try again. Exactly. And that starts building that confidence. Mm-hmm. And, and even it, just that effort is, is helping that person for anybody who is in that situation. Mm-hmm. Just the thought, I'm, I want to help myself. Mm-hmm. I want to do better. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, reduce the amount that I'm drinking or I want to um, get more exercise. Mm-hmm. I want to eat better. Even the thoughts are helpful mm-hmm. for making change. Cause that's basically what we're talking about is how do you build motivation for making change? And then how do you convert that motivation into action? Yeah, absolutely. So the action doesn't have to be big. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where maybe people get hung up is they think I have to do this big thing. I have to overhaul my whole diet. I have to join a gym. I have mm-hmm. to, you know, go cold turkey. Mm-hmm. I have to, you know, all, all of that. And, yeah. and the reality is small, like micro changes mm-hmm. are how you get there. Yes. And appreciating every one of those steps that you're taking. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You said like, some things that are very key for people to understand is that um, it's not a changing everything at once mm-hmm. because it's very overwhelming. Um, we are not going to change regardless. Even if you have a plan, it's not a going to work. Right. A plan is just a plan. Mm-hmm. It's just a guide. Mm-hmm. You decide how you are going to take those steps. Right. Right. So, um, and I even like- the way you talk to yourself, or, you know, also could be the way you talk to other people, but when you talk to yourself, you know, even a thought like, 
I'm never going to lose the weight or I'm never mm-hmm. going to be able to stop smoking. Yes. Or I'm never, you know, you know, I, I never get it right. Mm. So even a thought like that, because, mm. you know, anytime we're using words like always or never, mm. we know we're in a limiting thought or limiting belief because human beings in general, we don't live in a world of always or never. Yeah. <laughs> we, we aren't 100% anything. No. <laughs> so I'm never going to make it. Mm. Or I, I'm, I'm never going to be able to succeed. You yeah. know, instead of saying that, try something like, lately I've felt really discouraged. Mm. You know, switch it out. Like even that small adjustment or you never listen to me. Mm-hmm. How about, you know, sometimes I feel like you're not listening to me. Mm-hmm. Even that little slight adjustment can give you some room and give someone else some room to change. Mm -hmm. You haven't boxed yourself into a corner with that always and never talk. Yes. What a great example. I think a lot of us, I myself sometimes catch myself um, saying those words. Mm -hmm. Like never or always. Yeah. So try sometimes or lately. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Sometimes or lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes it so much less absolute. Mm-hmm. And again, it gives you, if it's, if it's how you're talking to yourself, it gives you some room to make an adjustment. Yeah. You're not condemning yourself. Yeah. And if it's something you're saying to another person, same thing. You're mm-hmm. not condemning them it gives them room to make an adjustment mm-hmm. what a beautiful way it's so loving I love mm-hmm. it so it's like uh, it's giving me the permission to actually choose my own thoughts and choose the way I speak to myself yeah because we yeah. tend to be pretty hard on ourselves we talk to ourselves in ways we would never speak to another person nope yes never ever some days, <laughs> oh my gosh, some days I just like, oh my God, what are you doing right now? It's like, yeah, you know, but it's part of life. Yeah, we but all it, have those days. Yeah, we all have. And the, the beauty of like this journey, and I think you might agree with me on this, is the fact that because of the work we have done and is still doing to become to evolve in this even better version of who we are as a person is the fact that we become aware of some of those thoughts you know sometimes you're speaking to yourself and you're like wait a minute Mm -hmm. now this is not true Mm Let me just uh, switch this. Mm-hmm. Let me just stop right now. Take a deep breath. Go for a walk. Whatever it is. Go drink my tea. Mm-hmm. And then I come back. Yeah. And that's the beauty of, of 
the work that we have done for ourselves too, is that we can become more aware. It's a skill. Mm-hmm. And once you have more awareness, mm-hmm. then you can notice when you're doing that mm-hmm. and, and you get better and better and faster and faster at, at kind of knowing when you're doing that and, and making those adjustments. Mm-hmm. And so that it doesn't get in your way as much anymore. I mean, I, I, I don't struggle with a lot of things that I used to struggle with. Mm-hmm. I have my moments still, but mm-hmm. my moments now are nothing like what my moments used to be. Yeah. And now it's, yeah, it's a moment or maybe a bad day, but I'm, I don't have the types of struggles I used to have. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I've come a long way and I've gotten a lot better at it and I've grown and I've, you know, learned to, love myself and, and be proud of myself and accept myself and mm-hmm. all of those things. Um, you know, I'm still a work in progress, mm-hmm. but I'm certainly not where I used to be. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that you're, you help young professionals and um, so how they can, how they can find you. Mm-hmm. So they can come to my website. So christypearl.com spelled with C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E-P-E-A-R-L. They can come right to my website and then they can link to my Facebook page from there. Um, And so I look forward to, you know, supporting anyone who would like to come on over and check me out. Um, And uh, that would be great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I'm going to start wrapping up. This conversation is just awesome. I was like, I wish we had like oh, <laughs> three hours. And then people would just, kind of, they would probably not listen to it. Yeah, that might be asking a little like, much. Well, getting too long. But I would I'm, love I'm, to- I'm a nice person and everything, but I wouldn't expect anybody to listen to me for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, I would. Because Aww. I'm like a podcaster junkie. Um, you know, I, I love just listening to people's insights and their experiences and just what they can bring to the table to their clients. And you have so much, you know, with your professional experience, your life experience, um, and your passion, because this is, I think that it's the one of the most important things that, uh, a coach can have mm. is the passion to see their clients succeed mm-hmm. and succeed, but still working towards that greatness. Mm-hmm. So the success is never the top. It's just another layer mm-hmm. above of your greatness. So I don't think we never going to achieve success. Right. Right. We, we can have goals that we're trying to accomplish. Um, but like you said earlier, it's, it's really, it's not just about achieving goals or reaching, you know, accomplishments, but really about loving yourself in the process mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and feeling the freedom to be who you are. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So I, I always like to ask a final question. 
Okay. So what brings you joy at this very, very moment in your life? Mm. I would say what always brings me joy is um, singing because I am a singer as well. Um, we didn't get too much into that today, but, but that's um, something that always brings me joy and um, really just allowing myself the freedom to be who I am is what brings me joy. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was great. I love this conversation. And I definitely, I want to, you know, invite you another time. And then we can tap a little bit more on your artistic you know, side <laughs> and how you can use that artistic side to help your clients as well. Because mm -hmm. that's very important, mm -hmm. you know. Um, well, I would love to come back anytime. Thank you so much for having me. I have enjoyed this so much. Thank you for your time. I feel very honored just to have you here. And uh, yeah, um, I, will post, I will post all your information in our mm -hmm. podcast description, your website, your Facebook um, link. And uh, you guys, please follow Christy Pearl <laughs> and because she's always bringing a lot of inspiration. And she's always posting positive, uh, motivational posts in her page. And uh, yeah, Great. thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we will see you soon. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody. Okay, bye. Bye.